Let's shout thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's shout it again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know that at the same time you standing here, this same moment somebody is going through a transplant. This same moment somebody requires blood. This same moment somebody is dying and the family is praying on God. If we find ourselves here this morning, you walk by yourself, you talk by yourself, you wear your own dress, you are here, it's only the grace and mercy of God. So if I say you should thank him, just thank him and give him some praise and glory. Just give him praise and glory. He's a faithful God. Shout and let him know that he's always your God. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. And good morning to Treasure House. We thank God for yet another Sunday. Let's appreciate the settlement of the house. Our Papa is in the house. Let's give God praise for his life. I don't like the way you are clapping. Amen. And thank God for yourself, for coming to church. Appreciate yourself. And today, our children are worshiping. Let's appreciate children's service. Amen. In Ghana, we say that Oda Club will be here. I mean, no, I'm a chum of Oda Club will be here. To wait, the little ones become the grown ups. So they are here. We thank God for their life. Jesus says, you shouldn't forsake them for theirs is the kingdom of God. We've been talking about, yes, what is the theme for the month, by the way? Theme for the month. Victory what? I can't hear you. Victory. Yes. Yeah, last week we started by the grace of God and I did mention that a banner cannot speak beyond what it represents. Father, help me teach this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And this is a banner and we, we, we declared, senior apostle declared the year of victory. And this banner, I told you last week, cannot speak. It does not understand any other language than the language of victory. So whatever you say, is speaking victory. And that is the purpose for banners and flags. If you see um, some of the vessels, wherever they are coming from, Nicaragua. Uh, we used to have one, but unfortunately, uh, we've sold it. Uh, you, if you see the air, air what you call air, um, airplanes, each of them, they carry banners. They are flat, they are banners. We used to have one. Unfortunately, it's gone. So many countries, they've got banners. And what the banner represents, if it is something airline, it cannot speak beyond what it represents. And we see these days, uh, just last week, some senior retired personnel of high level profile people were picketing at the uh, finance ministry because uh, they are being cheated they want to rob them with pen and paper and they say we will not agree and you saw some of them the elderly they were carrying enzymes they are all banners give us our money now no ddep all those stuff they, are, they, were, they were saying something that all oh, we are here and it doesn't matter who I am what I carry is my voice so what you are saying that we carry a banner we carry a flag government give us our money 
we don't want you to use our pension money we have worked for long we are not going to enjoy we don't want you to come and do that so please give us our money so what they are carrying is panics and they are declaring that we can't we don't see anytime you see demonstration what they are saying that we don't understand any other language but the language of the banner is what we understand so they are showing to the world that this is what i understand but you see for the christian for you and i we also have banners and one banner is enough for every situation to be solved and our banner is j-e-s-u-s oh my god i'm gonna have a man here and so anytime we are preaching whatever we do that banner is jesus and that banner is a covering and for information, we just said last week that um, Isaiah 5 verse 26 they lift up an enzyme over the people. Just as the apostle did the last time, he lifted the banner. We all had banners, they lift it over the people. Now, when you lift a banner over the people, just like I do this, it's saying victory. So, what happens is that the banner that I lift over you, if there is any other banner that is speaking contrary to my banner, because my banner has a name that is above every other name, my banner will take dominion over every other banner. And so this morning, as I lift the banner as an enzyme over you, let it have power and effect in the name of Jesus Christ. As you shout amen, God is blessing you. Let me hear a loudest amen. And we did say in Jeremiah 51, 27, that your banners are also for war. When banners are lifted, it's also a sign that there's going to be war. And then we did say in Isaiah 11, verse 10 to 12, just a recap of last week, that Jesus himself, the root of Jesse, he says that he will stand as a banner among his people. And we see it from the days of old to now that Jesus is still standing as a banner. Amen. Now, if you look at it this way, when he says he will stand as a banner among his people, look at it this way. We are in a country that nothing seems to be working. Trust me. Nothing seems to be working. But now the only thing working is Jesus. Haven't you noticed it? The only thing working in Ghana is Jesus. Companies are crashing, but their church is still marching on. Let me have a man here. It is a banner. Institutions, they don't know what to do. The governor is confused. The finance minister is troubled. The president is challenged. They don't know what to do. But you see, Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter when they were increasing the petrol price, were you not here? You see, the banner of the Lord, it doesn't matter what it will always be for you. It will always be to your advantage. So things are not working, but the church is working. I, why? I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. If you are part of the church, you are also a builder. Whatever God will do in treasure house, it is also be there for you. This day, as I wave the banner, receive your glorious destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me have your victorious amen here. So anything can fail, but the only thing that can stand is the word of God, and it is the church. People will fail, but you and I will not fail because we represent the church. Let me have amen here. Shout amen like your voice is yours. So if you are talking about solutions, lifting of banners, it is only in Jesus Christ. If you look at it all over the world, the only thing that has stand, that has stood and still stand the test of time, is the gospel. People have been killed, people have been destroyed, people have, have been lashed. Don't preach the gospel. Preaching the gospel itself is a banner. Declaring your faith is a banner. Going and coming is a banner. It doesn't matter what it takes. The banner is victorious. If the thing is victorious, whether you tear it apart, it does not mean anything. It's still victorious. So shall your life be from today. 
you shall never know any defeat all the days of your life. Any defeat you have suffered shall be the last you shall ever suffer again. From today, any battle you are engaging, the Lord will give you the upper hand. God will give you the victory. Let me have amen like your voice is yours. Shout hallelujah here. And so now I want us to go back to history today to the book of Exodus where this whole banner issue began. It's a very simple scripture, Exodus 17. It's a very simple scripture, but if you look at it carefully and critically, there are a lot of things in there. A lot of stuff in there. Who is, on, who is behind Exodus 17? There are a lot of things there. Now, the Israelites Exodus 17, uh, one. Let's go to the, Okay, read quickly. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin. So they were journeying, you should understand something, they were journeying wilderness of sin. God has asked them to move on. They have been in Egypt for long. Now it is time to move on in life. They were journeying from yes, the wilderness right. of sin. You should look at their name. It, says, it tells you a lot. Yes. According to the commandment of the Lord. Now it is God who gave them the direction to do the journey. God yes, said Lord. move. So that they were moving. Yes. And camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Yes. Verse 2. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? People are funny. If you are thirsty, senior pastor, senior pastor want to give water to drink. We are all going to Makola. You are thirsty. Say, senior pastor, give me water. Does he work at Ghana Water Company? Or does he carry water in his bag? So we are all in a journey. God says move and we are moving. And there's no water. Then it becomes a problem of the leader. And give us what I say. Why do you contend? See, if they even ask, if you contend, you know what contention means? They were striving with him. Give us water. Ah, if you say water, say politely, say give us water. Let's go, let's go. And the people tested there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with test? You see how, how interesting Christians are. You have brought us out of Egypt where the tax masters have been subjecting you to difficult labor. And you work, no man, they whip you. All these things. If God still moving today, you are moving. And there's a little challenge your way. Now you want to go back to Egypt. That is how sometimes you behave. But the yes. Lord have mercy on this Amen. Point. God takes us, we are on a journey. And then when there's a little trouble, then we begin to look back. At, did I not receive a prophecy? Now notice that this is a direction of God. Did you not receive a prophecy this year that by all means there will be victorious banner? You have one, two challenges, then you look back. No, I better go to 2022. Anything that will make you look back today, I curse the name of Amen. Jesus Christ. So, so Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. Today we stone our pastors. We stone them with our mouth. We stone them with our pens. We stone them on Facebook. We stone them email. We stone them WhatsApp. Do you know what it means to stone? Now this is different from that of Stephen. They wanted to stone him, but for Stephen they stoned him. And if somebody wants to try, cast a stone and it's from the enemy, you don't have a problem. But the stone from within is a dangerous stone. So it tells me that all the way on their journey, they were carrying stones. Because if you don't carry stone, how do you stone? Or 
there are, or maybe the place is rocky there are stones all along but for somebody to think about this that somebody who has led you out of trouble and now you are in danger and for you to say that I will stone you it means that the people are not born again all this while. But I pray they are not in treasure house. Amen. But I said, I pray they are not in treasure house. Amen. Say, we'll stone you. Anything that does not go well. Let's go. Let's and, go. Low. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. And then also take in your hands what your rod with which you struck the river and go. Important key I want you to just hear is the rod. Amen. So he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the contention of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord saying is the Lord among us or not? Can you imagine a little trouble? He says God is a very present help in time of trouble. Let me tell you something. If you call God and you don't hear him, it doesn't mean he's not there. Yes, Lord. So they're not trying to say is God among us or not. Let's go. Now, now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Rephidim, I want you to understand, is a place of rest. Because it was the same place of trouble. Now, when the water came there, it became a place of rest. Now, why would God? Okay, said yes. verse nine. Okay, let's let's go quickly. I read fast. And Moses said to Joshua, "Choose us some men and go out. Fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. With the rod of God in my hand. Let's go." Verse ten. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and her went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hand, hands became heavy so they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it and Aaron and her supported his hands one on one side and the other on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Here ends the reading of the Lord's word. Charismatic, they don't know how to say glory or thanks be to God. We thank God for his reading. You have to teach your people. Amen. <laughs> you see, this is important. The banner of the Lord is important. Um, if you look at the whole story, I told you they are out from the wilderness of sin. God has asked them to embark on a journey. Now they were embarking on the journey. Along the road or along the way, they felt thirsty and they felt that it was the responsibility of Moses to give them water. Now, that is one thing leaders suffer. Anything is attributed to leadership. Even the sin of the people, they attribute to leadership. That is why if you have bad leaders in countries, you suffer. Because the people are not correct and you are bad. What kind of people are you leading? That's why we need godly leaders in every institution. Amen. We need leaders who say they put one here and it's one and not zero. We need leaders who their year will be their year and their nay will be their nay. Let me have amen. We don't need leaders who come and tell you something that is not it. Now, you see, because if you tell a lie, you always have to defend the lie. But if you speak the truth, truth is not contestable in any court of law. Because it is the truth, it casts across every nation, every region, every doctrine, anything casts across. So if you say Jesus is Lord, it is a truth that cannot be contested. If you say something else about him, tomorrow when you are being called upon, you have to. 
try to defend what you said. That is why it's important. We have good people. So they they don't need water and say, Moses, give us water. Now God is bringing them out of a situation to refuge them, a place of rest. Now they have water. Now they have rest. Now for the first time in their life, they have to fight war. Now you ask yourself, why will God ask you to fight war in your rest? Sometimes you say, I've finished this battle. I've contended. No, we have finished the fasting and prayer. And so in your mind, no more battles. But let me tell you that whether you finish fasting or prayer, there'll still be battles, there'll still be challenges. But the good news is that the banner will give you the victory over every battle. Let me have amen here. Let me have amen. So you know, so they, they, they were in there, and then God knew Amalek was coming. Then God God decided to test the people with Amalek. Let Amalek go and fight them. So from 17, from 8. It spoke about Amalek coming to attack them. And then God told Moses that he get Joshua, let him be on the battlefield fighting. Now he said, You take the rod, the staff, go on to the mountain. And now Aaron and her come and support. You should understand something that the victory banner is not an independent banner, but it is a corporate banner. Let me have him here. Because we are at a church, we are declaring victory banner. What I declare, what you declare, what senior apostle declare together becomes the banner for the year and for our life. Let me have him here. So it is Moses' work on the mountain. His prayer with the support of her and Aaron and with Joshua's activity on the battlefield is what won them the victory. When we come to church, if you cannot be a Joshua, if you cannot be a Moses, at least you can be an Aaron or you can be a her. Let me have a here. You can be a supporter of a good cause in the church. So if you're talking about the victory banner, know that you are also part of the victory. Let me have a amen. Without you, there will be no church. Without you, there will be no preaching. Without you, nothing seems to be working. Without me, too, nothing. So you and I, together with everybody, victory is assured. So the victory banner we are talking about is a banner that entails work. It's a banner that entails prayer. It's a banner that engages activity. It's a banner that engages war. And I pray that you pass all of them to the glory of God. I'm not here when I say you pass all to the glory of God. And so, so anytime Moses was weary and his hand came down, the battle turned to Amalek. Anytime his hands were in the air, the battle turned to that of the Israel. So now by wisdom, they had to put stones under him and they rested till evening. And so they won the victory and the battle because spiritually they were on top. Now notice something. When God asked him to go to the mountain, he was making an announcement to Amalek as well. They had other gods. They have other beliefs. But say, Moses, you go. Moses is a mountaintop experienced man. He's been to the mountain several times. So it's not a problem going to the mountain. He said, take the rod in your hand, the staff of authority, take it in your hand. And then when you go, lift it up onto the mountain. Now he's trying to let you know something. That anytime you want to win a war, the Bible says that a horse is prepared for battle, but victory is of the law. So anytime you want to win any battle, you have to start spiritually before you begin to engage the physical element. Let me have amen here. And so when you went there spiritually, like in Joshua 5, when the, uh, the, Jesus himself went and stood and threw his sword over Jericho, Jericho was falling already. Spiritually, he has destroyed every demon 
in Jericho. So now the people of God could march around. What Moses did was that spiritually, he has overpowered every Amalekite in the city. And so now the battle could not be won. Anytime you are in trouble, anytime you are striving, you are contending, remember to lift the banner of Jesus high. And so far as you can lift that banner high, every demon will fall right to your feet in the name of Jesus. Can I have amen like your voice is yours? I said I was going to teach and see myself preaching. Whichever will give your neighbor a high five for the first time and say neighbor. He said he was teaching, he's now preaching anyway, anyhow. Let me have amen here. Let me add amen like your voice is just here. And so it is important as Christians that prayer should always be the leader. Prayer should always go forward. Prayer should always direct our affairs. Now let me tell you something. What you don't know about prayer is that when you lift God up, you are saying that any decision that must be taken must be based on your request. Why? Because you were the one who lifted the banner and the ensign high. So if they have to do something to affect you, it's not going to work because they refuse to lift a banner but you lifted your banner. That's why the psalmist said, I will lift my head unto the hills. For when cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Once I put my request to God in heaven, he will surely and certainly grant me the answer it is. Anytime you look to heaven, it means that you are not looking to man, you are not looking to woman, you are not looking to situations and conditions, you are only looking to God. And you look to God because he's your only source of supply. How I pray that this morning God will meet you at the point of your need. You are, should not be, as you see, the, the problem we have as Christians that sometimes we fail to raise the flag. In our offices, we fail to raise the flag. When they are talking about other things, we can't talk about Jesus. When they are speaking about football, we can't talk about Jesus. So we come to church and we raise the flag in church only because the atmosphere looks conducive. Let me tell you as a believer, it doesn't matter where you stand. You have to lift the banner high. To be victorious means constantly the banner must be lifted. I love the three Hebrew young men. I love them so much. I say, King, we are not careful to answer you in this. God is able to deliver. If he even decides not to deliver, my king will not bow. You see, they raised a banner before a despot came. Somebody who does not need authority to kill. They say, we don't care who you are. We don't care what you represent. We know of a banner and we are lifting the banner. When our mother was bringing us up, our papa was bringing us up, they told us something about Jesus. They are now in exile, but their position and location doesn't matter. It is God who matters. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. If you can lift the banner of God high, victory shall be your portion. Somebody shout, I hear you. Shout it again, I hear you. And so they say, King, we are reckless to answer you in this situation because God is able to do something. Let me tell you, anytime you lift your banner, you are declaring that God is able. They can laugh, God is able. They can scorn, God is able. Because God will always come true for you. I have never seen God disappoint anybody before. God has not got what we call disappointment in his calendar. He has only got an appointment. You are the next in line for an appointment to a higher glory in the name of Jesus Christ. And so the same comes to Daniel when they put him in the lion's den. Daniel was put in the lion's den because he was professing God. But in that lion's den, he was still declaring 
who God was. And so the king comes and says something sarcastically, oh Mr. Daniel, your God who you serve continually, has he been able to deliver you? And then Daniel goes and says, oh king, live long. My God who I serve in the night, he sent his angel to shut down the mouth of land. Let me tell you, if you wave the victorious flag, what kills others will not kill you. Oh my God. I say, what kills others will not kill you. You will notice that the three Hebrew young men, they threw, they increased the fire hundred times, seven times more. But those who increased the fire died. Those who were in the fire did not die. You will notice that when they threw Daniel into the lion's den, the lions did not eat him up. But when they threw the other people in, the Bible said they even jumped and then heard them before they got to the ground. If you can lift the victorious flag of God, it doesn't matter the situation, the condition, by all means, some way, somehow, God is going to come through for you and your enemy is going to be ashamed. Let me have amen here. Shout amen like your voice is here. So it says, go to the mountain and then lift up your authority, your you are sick and lift it up and then begin to pray for the battle to turn. Now, anytime you are engaged in battle, if you want the battle to turn, just get somebody. See, get a partner, get somebody. It's not good to pray alone. Oh, Father, help me. Get a pastor, get a friend. Let them be involved in your prayer. Now, we want serious people who will help you in your prayer. Not somebody who will go tell your story to others, but somebody who will tell your story to God. Who am I talking to? And so, Joshua was fighting. Moses was telling the story to God. Her and Aaron were telling the story to God. So in their unity, certainly they have to be victorious. They have to win the battle because they had one mind. They had one intention. They had one purpose. They had one goal. Their vision and their mission was together. If you can have the same vision and mission, it doesn't matter how strong the enemy is. One thing is sure, he will come down falling in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I have amen yet? Shout amen like your voice is yours. Shout amen again. And so if you look at Exodus 17, God's banner is a banner of authority. Exodus 17, 8 to 9 is a banner of authority because he asked him to go and then he asked him what to do. Go down, lift up my role. Lift up your signet of authority. So now the banner we talk about, the victorious banner, is a banner of God's authority. What you carry, see, let me tell you, when you see the policemen, what they wear, the, the badge they wear, is a, a badge of authority. You see, you see them Ghana police. It's just there. It is authority. When you see it, you are afraid. Small, poli- small policeman, he can arrest you. Why? Because they have been given what? Authority. They wear a badge to signify the ability, the authority which they possess. And God has given you an eye banners. He has given you the authority to host wherever you go. And so what you told me is do it because I am equipping you to do it. And we are telling you, treasure house, do what senior apostles say you should do because God has instructed that you do it. And if you do it, victory shall be your portion. If you have been engaged in this fasting and prayer that just ended, trust me, it doesn't matter what. By all means, you shall see time manifestation of results. Let me have a here. You see, because you see, you see, the, the banner has to be in the doing. The doing has to be in the lifting and proclamation and declaration of who God is over you and I. You see, it, the Bible says, open your mouth wide and I will do what? Feel it. Until you open, nothing happens. So, you have to be engaged in this uh, spiritual exercise and activity. You don't just sit 
it and say what God will do, will do. Or uh, God, there is a song you sing and I say, I find it so funny. I say, who told you that? If you are quiet, you are quiet unto yourself. You are quiet unto yourself. God does not know a quiet man's story. You would notice with me if you agree that Hagar was crying. God does not understand the cry of the believer. He understands the prayer of the believer. So Hagar was crying and God didn't hear Hagar. But the baby was crying and God heard the baby. Why? The baby has not got the intellectual capabilities and capacity to matter words unto God. So the baby was crying out of want and distress. But Hagar was supposed to pray. And God came and heard the baby's cry. You see, baby's cry, God will hear. But adults cry, God doesn't hear. If you don't open your mouth, nothing happens. Today, open your mouth and the devil in your life will run hater scatter and the victory shall be your full body here. Give your neighbor a high five for the second time and say, neighbor, if you can say it, you can have it. Let me have it here. I feel something pushing me now. So, uh, today, uh, let, let me just go through because we are still in the fasting movement. Uh, we've lost weight and you can see him. He's lost a lot of weight today. Glory of God, let me have him here. I'm not mentioning the body today. And Moses said to Joshua, choose some men and go out and fight with Amalek. I pray the name of Jesus. When there's a battle in your family, you'll be the one who will be chosen. Your children will be the one who will be chosen. Your brothers will be chosen. Your sisters will be chosen. You are the one who will stand tall and declare this is over. There are some families every time people die at 50, when it is your time, you are going to rise and say, not me, not my household, not my children, not my children's children. I will stand tall. I will fight. I will be the repairer of the bridge. No weapon form against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I shall condemn. You don't condemn keeping quiet. You condemn making declaration. I declare by your life this morning anything that will rise against you, your children, your ministry, your wife and husband, your going out and your coming, I declare let them be condemned. Let them be condemned. I destroy, I put, I scatter, I overthrow, I break every form of enemy that is fighting you. Every weapon of opposition against your life, go back to send now and let every arrow put around right now in the name of Jesus. Can you shout amen like your voice is yours? Shout amen like your voice is yours. Shout amen like your voice is yours. So far as you can engage God's banner as a symbol of authority, by all means, victory shall be your portion. So the story tells us something. Anytime Joshua, sorry, Moses has got weary and he was coming down. The battle time. Now, if you understand something, when your prayer life is coming down, you are giving the enemy an advantage. Oh my God, who am I preaching to this morning? Anytime your prayer life is coming down, you are giving the enemy a footstool. Anytime your prayer life is coming down, you are giving the devil an opportunity over your life. But anytime your prayer life is up, when you are doing rakotatiska, rakatatata, it doesn't matter whether there is food on the table or not. It doesn't matter whether you are weak or strong. It doesn't matter where you. If you can leave the name of God in Rakoskitakata, God will ensure that victory shall be opposed. I came in the name of power and I know to somebody, it doesn't matter what, victory shall be opposed, strength shall be opposed, darkness shall be opposed, evil shall be opposed, joy shall be opposed. From today, I declare over somebody in Kajas, if you can leave those hands, if you can serve Jesus, every battle you are fighting shall fall. For your glory, for they shout it.
I flew God in here. It is here then that prayer is essential for our daily necessities. And uh, you see, whatever we do in life, prayer is key to it. Tomorrow I'm going somewhere. I pray today that God tomorrow grant me access. And so when the gatesman decides tonight that he's denying me access, when I get to the gate, he will open me. And when they ask him, why did you open him? He will say, I don't know. But when I saw him, I just feel like opening him. Prayer will make sure your access is not denied. Anything that belongs to you from your father's house or mother's house, anything in your community that belongs to you, I declare the name of Jesus. As you lift up prayer, may you receive it now. As you lift up prayer, let it be a portion. As you lift up prayer, let it become what you say to become. So just shout, I hear you. So just shout, I hear you. So just shout, I hear you. These hands of yours are victorious hands. You can lift them over communities. You can lift them over situations. You can lift them and make declarations. And so shall it be. It is your banner. Learn to use it. And use it positively. Let me have amen here. Anytime you engage God in battle, victory is always yours. You see, the Israelites have won a lot of battle. So in the battle of Ai, Joshua 10, what happened was that they lost the battle. Why did they lose? They lost the battle because in that battle, they felt it was a small battle. In that battle, they felt that, oh no, we have conquered mightier battles, mightier wars. So let's take this one so simple a battle. Anytime you refuse to acknowledge God, it doesn't matter how small the situation is, you are going to lose out. You see, one thing about a testimony is that God gives you the testimony so that anytime you are engaged in every form of difficulty, you look at the testimony he gave you yesterday and based on that, you stand on yesterday's testimony for tomorrow's deliverance. Let me have a minute here. You say, oh God, you gave me a testimony yesterday when my daughter was dying and this is another uh, another devil trying to fight me. Father, if you are God of treasure house, who gave me the victory yesterday because of the testimony? I still rely on you and lift your banner high. And I declare that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. If so be the case, God of yesterday, prove yourself now and prove yourself tomorrow. They have said in my family that women can marry there. They have said in my family that men are always married, they marry to polygamy. And I guess to my turn, I say, God, if you are God of yesterday, today, and forever, if you are the God who changes the things, God, I say, I will not marry two, I will only marry one. I stand on the watch at the decree of the watches, and I declare that my story is different. I stand and I declare that in my family, Family, no one will die prematurely. I stand and declare that in my family, when we start building, we shall finish. I stand and declare that whatever I start, I shall finish it. I stand and declare victory and power in my family. I declare that witches don't have power over me. I kill and subdue every principality, authority, thrones, and dominions. I declare that God is the strength of my life. I declare that we will endure for a night by joy coming in the morning. Oh, Father, I'm going through a lot. Oh, Father, I'm suffering. I'm suffering my body. 
I'm suffering my head, my pain. Oh God, I don't see my way right. But I trust you for one thing that my weeping days are the night times, my bad times are the night season. But I know money is coming. I'm only seeing darkness. I can't wait to go. I know money is coming. I know money is coming. The sun will be brighter. The sun will shine. What I don't see, I will see. What I couldn't see, I will see. I came to the God of somebody. The victory banner is over your life. It's over your children. The sun is shining. Weeping has endured. Joy has come. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to give God praise. It's a time to give God some glory. Because the victory has finally come. Somebody say yes. Charlie, in case when me preach, cry. He said, I should continue. Keep your neighbor high five. And say, say, senior apostle, say, you continue. Whatever you are started, you shall continue. Say, your prayer life, your red life, your reading life, your miracle life, it shall continue. From today, can I have your loudest amen? Shout amen. So he said, lift up your rod and the secret to the warfare was in the road. The secret to your warfare. You see, when you come and sit on the altar, I don't know what you say. It doesn't matter how difficult the situation is. Just engage the banner. That's it. And the next day, things will change. And I told you last week that when you are near victory, you see a lot of opposition. After this person in prayer, you will see a lot of opposition. But it tells you that victory is always near. It tells you when Jesus finished the fasting prayer, they did not come to tempt him. They came. Like if I say they, the, 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 the enemy, he came. He knew the man was hungry. Because Bible said after he was so he came. Started tempting him. But he knew the word. He knew the word. Whatever he said, he, he quoted the word. The enemy knows. Sometimes in your quiet moment, sometimes in your lonely moment, when you want to just focus on something little, then he comes in there and say, have you seen you are not healed? You see your head is still aching you. That tummy thing, you see it's still there. Now the baby, the miscarriage you had last time, you see it's coming again. The enemy tries to remind you of that. But you see, it is not the enemy's business to remind you of anything. He does not owe you. He said, if a man being God, born being Christ, he is a new creature. All things have gone away. Behold, all things have become you. So if in my past, I was messing up, now that I am in Christ, when God is looking at the church sheet I told you last week, my spirit is clean. He does not see the old Amegashi. He sees the new Amegashi in Christ Jesus. And that is who you are. Let me have your over here. So that banner is lifted. So if they are dying his family, the old Amagashis are the ones dying. The ones who have not conformed are the ones dying. The new ones, they are not even seen. When they take you to the Marabu, to the Malam, to the shrine, and they mention your name, the name doesn't appear. Why? Because the blood has sealed that name. Understand it? The blood has sealed the name. So if they call Amagashi, to see Jesus appear. That's why they ran away. They call to see Jesus appear. What? You have lifted the banner of your life. That thing called what a shock 
in families we have decreed Genesis 50-15 already in this house you shall never experience it in the name of Jesus Christ because your banner springs to long life for you today let the spirit of longevity never depart from you may he leave you all the days of your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ let me have your victorious over here you will not die before your time you will never be disadvantaged you shall never be cheated let me have your loudest amen here so Moses was there lifting the banner lifting the rod of authority and then through it all when the victory was won God told him now set up a memorial and the reason for the memorial is that every Israelite will come to the knowledge of the fact that it's not he that will it or he that ran it but it is only God who showed mercy do it the Bible says Joshua destroy all of them with the edge of his soul when prayer was offered Joshua and his men God gave them capacity to kill thousands when any time you leave prayer you are you, 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 you get additional capacity to do what you couldn't do. When we finish this prayer and fasting, God has given capacity. But from today also, receive another level of capacity. What you couldn't do, you do it more than well. You kill every demon in your family. Look at Elijah and the prophets of by one man, he killed all of them. He has received capacity. He has received additional strength, excess power. Anytime you leave the banner, you are saying, God, I'm not in charge. You are in charge. And when God is in charge, the devil cannot ask him permission. When God is in charge, he will do what he wants to do. Today, as you lift your banner up, I declare that you are in charge of every city. You are in charge. You are in charge of your life, your children. You are in charge of your finances. I declare you will not come down any day. I declare victory shall be your portion. I declare you will rise to higher height. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let me have your loudest statement here. So when he set up the banner, and then he says, Jehovah Nisi, for the Lord has been our banner. That's why Psalm 20 from verse 5 says that we will lift up our banners in the name of the Lord. We will shout and make noise and proclaim and rejoice. Because this victory we are seeing is not ordinary victory. This victory we are seeing can only be attributed to a higher force, a higher being, and that is Jesus. From today, the victory you are going to experience, there are going to be higher levels of victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will never come down any day in your life. Today, prepare for battle because you shall win anyway, anyhow, to your glory of God. Shout amen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Set up your banners of victory in the name of Jesus. You shall win to the glory of God. Let me have your loudest amen here. Let me have your largest seven here. I told you last week, you are going to work, lift your banner over the office. It doesn't matter how wicked your boss is, the banner will rule over him. Let me have him here. Today, you are going scot-free. Today, victory is your portion. Today, God is blessing you. Today, you are receiving new power. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let me have your victorious amen. Shout amen like your voice is yours. And Moses built an altar and call his name the law is my banner Jehovah Nisi what banner are you lifting this morning what banner are you raising this morning 
when I look at my son, you see, it is not for any, he is not tall because his father is tall. He is tall because of the name he carries. Because he says, set up, set it up. Anybody who, if you set it on the ground, nobody sees it. You yourself, go to the mountain. You are a mountain man. Set up it. Let everybody see. Welcome to Sukakope. Let them see. Let everybody see. From today, set up your banners. I am blessed. Set it up. From today, set your banner. I will walk in health all the days of my life. From today, set your banner. Longevity is my portion. Set it. I will see my children's children. Set it up. No weapon from against me shall prosper. Set it up. We fight not against racing against flesh and blood, but principalities, authorities, rulers and wicked people in high places. Set it up. That from today, it doesn't matter what comes my way. The banner has been set up. The banner has been set up. So far as the banner is up, victory is assured. Never bring your banner down. Always lift your banner high. When they are lifting economic banners, don't forget to lift the banner of Jesus high. When they are lifting banners of frustration and stress, don't forget to lift the banner of Jesus high. When they are saying things are not working well, don't forget to lift the banner of Jesus high. The banner of Jesus knows the end from the beginning. The banner of Jesus. There's something I noticed about the Israelites. Even to today, they know they are children of promise. And so they live by it. If you see an Israeli today, they live by the promise and the covenants. They don't joke. Why? They know they have been chosen children of promise. And I used to envy them a lot. We used to have a friend, Pastor Is it Ashkelon? We call Ashkelon. And then he comes, and then you see um, fringes on his what do you call it? The, the, the blue cross standing for royalty. So you see when the fringes are some the blue, 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 blue stands for royalty. And he comes and you should look at the way the man talks about uh, 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 Jesus and the covenant covenant. I used to envy him until I found out that I was chosen Abraham. And I was chosen before the foundations of the world. So before the Jew was chosen, I was already chosen. Oh, who am I talking to here? I was already chosen. And then the envy stopped. And the bitterness stopped. Because I've already been chosen. Now, if he's choosing me, it is not based on election. I can choose who I want, not an election. So Jesus look at the situation. And he noticed that if he has to put us to election, we will fail. So he came and by mercy, he chose Treasure House. He chose the choir. He chose you and I. He chose Treasure Ladies. He chose. Before the church started, he chose. Before the foundations. And if God has chosen you, it means you are victorious. Because he doesn't choose ordinary people. He chooses strong people. You are all pastors, abadadas in God. You are mighty men in God. So he chose you first before he set out the journey for you to walk through. And so know this day that the banner is for you and not for anybody. God bless you. Live long and prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Facebook friends, thank you for watching if you are not born again, say this short prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, 
I come to you just as I am. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and answering my prayer in Jesus' name. Father, I now pray that your name may be named among them. Lift them up. Hold them. Keep them until your coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Please find a Bible believer church to attend. If you live in the early area, we are near the Nordic Gateway Fair. Come, be a blessing, and God will bless you. Give God praise and glory in the house.